and welcome back to our second uh, podcast for the official UE one to one game that we are now really, really, really enjoying. Um, and today we have a special guest, Aaron, the Genoa manager. How you doing? I'm not too bad. Yes, I'm glad to be a part of the pod- podcast. Brilliant. It's nice, nice to have you. Um, and obviously we have the other part of the trio, Terry and Daryl with us today as well, boys. You're... All right, gents. Evening. Evening. Right. So, um, obviously, one one thing that I really wanted to talk about is the overwhelming feedback that we've had for the podcast for um, for the first one. It was it's insane. I don't actually think we had a bad comment come back, which is usually the way with with the guys that play <laughs> that play Ultimate Europe. Always someone's got an opinion about something, but for the, for the first time, I've actually seen just positivity. Yeah, it's been really good. I, I've uh, no norm, normally if, if someone's going to give you a hard time, yeah, you can guarantee they're going to give you a hard time. But um, no, it was really good. I was, I was quite surprised, so especially checking out the forum for, for us. Um, yeah, it looked really good. Even even Ben sort of seemed to really enjoy it. Yes, um, yeah, it seems to have gone down really well. I mean, um, I've actually got some stats for the week. It, well, it's not even a week, was it? Five, six days it's been out, five days. Um, it's been played. This is just SoundCloud, so I know we've done Spotify and that, but I haven't got stats for that one yet. Um, but on SoundCloud, it's been played 126 times um, wow. in total in the six days with five likes so and two comments, which for a first podcast is amazing. You know, yeah, it's not um, bad. Not bad. That's really good. good. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I mean, I think... uh, I'm also playing with 119. And um, sorry, Aaron. Just, just um, in regards to that, and Ben's also posted on there and said that, like, you know, in the in the bit where you can do the uh, board bit right at the bottom. <laughs> yeah, and he's posted on there as well for for people to see. So it's it's really good to see that spreading. Excellent. Yeah, I think I think this this the sort of thing we we didn't think we we needed during these uncertain times really and it's it's a breath breath of fresh air for me i think and for all viewers really so so good 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 on you all i don't think i've been called a breath of fresh air for a very long time (laughs) (laughs) i probably won't go that far actually (laughs) to be fair to be fair i think he was talking about me but it's all right Ah, okay yeah Um, yeah. um just just to obviously just reflect back on onto term one um how did your turns go uh and sort of what what did you do um how did you find the master tactic um i didn't do very well i was playing a pretty good team Genka, a pretty good team um the ratings were pretty shocking but i think that's more to the fact that i was trying to force people into a position that they're not rated very highly you know i was playing a defender that can play midfield at free roll and a centre forward as target man and stuff like that. Um, but I saw enough to think that it's going to work. Um, I did. I only lost 2-1. Possession was pretty rubbish, but um, I think that's because of the way I was set up. I was set up quite counter-attacking anyway, so possession wasn't really the target. Uh, we matched them for shots and stuff, but I think I saw enough that um, with the signings I've made to actually play the position that I want. I definitely saw enough to uh, to feel confident going forward. Obviously, um, just before sort of Terry and Aaron jumps in as well, just um, in terms of the AR and stuff, I've actually seen a massive drop with this new tactic um, being employed because I've looked at the um, 
the UK second division and there was only four players that played in the 80s. Every single other person are 50s, 60s and 70s. Now, I rarely see 50s. So unless someone's really, really messed up with their, their tactics, that, that's completely thrown me off. But I was reading in a rule book as well that you're an average AR is between 60 and 72. That's an average. And then you're playing above average if you're 72 to sort of 81 and then and then so on and so on. So yeah, it's, 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 it's crazy to see that obviously the ARs are dropped with, with this new tactic. Well, that's but, nice to know that we are bang average then. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> As standard. Amazing. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you'll see Ronaldo still playing in the 80s, which is pr probably what I think the, the, the idea behind this new master tactic is. It's the good players should be playing above average and the rest of them should be playing average. So hopefully he's, he's fixed that database. But yeah, Terry, Aaron, how, how was your turn? Go on, Aaron, you have... Go, yeah. In. Okay. Yeah. So. Yeah. Okay. So I suppose in terms of in terms of my turn, yeah, it was good to get two two away victories on on under my belt. Uh, I think the one of them was an unmanaged team, so so sort of I'll, I'll take it anyway. Um, picked picked up a few sort of transfer list bids, so that was that was that was good. Um, appointed Bulgaria manager, um, so so that that'd be good. First game against France, so. So that's a, nice always a start. hard so start. Nice yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, just 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 trying to get back into it. Really, I've I've had some time out of the game. Just get back into it. The new new stats, new essays, etc. Really. So I'm just just enjoying being back. Really, I suppose. Maybe you can have a word with Jay about how to park the bus against France. Well, I was thinking about. Um, I was. I, that's it. I was. Well, I probably won't take Jay's advice. And if and if it does go wrong, then I don't. I don't pick up a win. I will. I will email ben, ben to make sure he explains as to why I didn't win the game. So I've got that ready. <laughs> like, you know, another guy that sends Ben emails. That's the reason why he's not replying to anyone. <laughs> yeah. the, the only time I ever did that um, was I lost to Hogan in 108 when I was all there. And I was so angry. I swear the email I sent just saying like, how could I lose this match? His tactics were rubbish. I proper ranted, proper meltdown in the email saying, <laughs> how does this work together? It doesn't work. I was, I was fuming. I was fuming. That's the most angry I think I've ever been. I still remember that match. It will never, it will never die from me. Did he get back to you? Did he get back to you? Yeah, he just said, well, they do work together because you lost. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's that then. That's Just, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I like as a yeah, yeah, yeah. They obviously do work together, don't they? Because you lost. I'm like, all right, I'm just not going anywhere with that, am I? Can't we'll argue, just, can you? Nah, we'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, Terry, what about you, mate? Uh, yeah, it was it was a crap turn. I um I made a very public massive mistake. Um, speaking to the lads in the chat on discord about it um i couldn't work out at the time why i had a target man playing at left forward and my left forward playing at left midfield and it was just a mess across the team um but yeah i, I completely ballsed up putting in uh one of the players um ids and it wasn't even close to being being like wrong <laughs> it was massively wrong so i have no idea and you had thought i would have got it right because the id was supposed to be a cum and I would have thought that had been in my wheelhouse all day long, <laughs> embedded on my memory. But yeah, I massively balls that up, and yeah, paid the price. But there was yeah, there's some some good ish performances. Um, my centre back Matthew, 
he had a really good rating in both games. And my young right forward with potential and flair, um, Camacho, he had a, two really good games. You know, uh, rating-wise, sorry. Um, but that that was about it. I signed uh, Theo Walcott from Maxi. I signed, Rod, uh, I think his name is Rodrigo, something like a goalie from West Ham. Um, and I got one, one, uh, two lads from the transfer list here, a goalie who's going to be my number one now, and uh, an anchor man. Not bad, then, not bad. All promising. Yeah, it could be worse, could be worse. Um, just wanted to sort of t- keep talking about the turns and in terms of the sign ins that have happened. So, obviously, you touched base there, you signed Pierre Walcott, but some of the yep. signs I've seen this turn have been insane. So, Firmino's gone. For, for Dembele and 108 million. That, that's insane money. Um, Costa went for 61 million. So, again, in, in is that Doug, Douglas Costa, is it you, though? Yeah, yeah Douglas Costa, yeah, yeah. from you, they went to Hibs. Um, wow. So, again, big, big money. Um, is Hala, that Lang? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, well another signing, Hala's gone to Bordeaux. And he got forty million in return, and and um, a young prospect. I think it's all nines um, in untrainables. That, um, yeah, it's quite quite a lot of signings uh, across the board. Yeah, Dabala's in my league now. So Dabala went to Ren. Uh, no, he went went from Juventus, yeah, to Ren, and for Matudi and Cash. So it's like seventy million, basically. Juventus to Ren. Yeah, so these, these clubs are, are really trying to get out of um, out of debt as quickly as possible. But some of the some of the bigger players that are going already, turn one is is crazy. Me personally, if I had a big team, I would have been getting rid of all my youth and reserve players that are never going to get into my squad, and then swapped maybe mm. later once the scouts are done, because then you're going to get some scout players as well, you know. Um, but everyone everyone's different, so. Yeah, because yep. I mean, I mean, Liverpool have been really busy because Fabinho and Chamberlain were on my on my completed transfers in the German league this week as well. So, oh uh, yeah, yeah, Chamberlain's gone to Lille. Yeah, for Thiago Meyer and Cash. So, you know, yeah, it's been some. Looking at the list, there was some big signings. You know, there was some. There was some movement. Yeah. To be honest, looking at the ones that have been sold, it looks like Paris Saint Germain are doing it the way you just said because. They've sold Kera for twenty million. They sold Paredes for like twenty-two and a couple of players. So I think that philosophy of get rid of the backup guys first for the twenty, thirty millions, he seems to be uh he seems to be working through that looking at this. Yeah. So Yeah, it's quite a bit of um, business going on on my uh, yeah, looking at my sheets. It's uh AC Milan sold uh, done a part exchange, four players going to Crystal Palace. That's Silva, Suso, uh Masaccio, the defender, and Bontevera, and uh, I think Barcelona down in exchange as well, about four or five players. I think that included Braithwaite, Rafinha, Firpo, um, yeah, Arthur, Braithwaite. Elena. Braithwaite, yeah. Braithwaite's on uh, Just trying uh, to look at the big deals here. Yeah, 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 120 uh, million. 120 million now, yeah. 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 So, it, uh, obviously, at the end of the season, all the prices, they will sort of update themselves and whatever else, so that, that will change. But at the minute, for 120 million out yeah. of Partizan, yeah, a lot of money, and I think uh, I could see Rod, Rod, uh, Hamas Rodriguez. He's gone to Porto for twenty-eight million, and Higuain gone from Juve to Burnley for thirty. That makes it interesting. Yeah, so I think it looks like um, Liverpool and and um, Juve were one of the most busiest. Yeah, 
Yeah. Yeah, because uh, exactly. Juve sold uh, Bernadeschi as well for like 34 million to Nice. So, yeah, they've uh, they've definitely chipped into. There's a hundred million out of the deals into my league. You know, with Dabala and Bernadeschi, so they've chipped into that quite hard. Yeah, it's a great. Yeah. yeah. So, just um, just in regards to sort of sort of the teams and and everything else, have you guys put pot on your players yet, or are you saving your points? Uh, I did three. I put I put it on three that had all nines across the board, and two, they're probably all gonna play across my midfield. So I just I did it on the three. I had seventy five. I knew I was gonna do it anyway. Um, so I've sort of I've gone with the let me do the in house guys first. And they were the only three, really, that, you know, all three of them have got nines in all the right places. So I just, uh, I put it on them. as They're not going anywhere because I'm going to have to build my whole team around them. So um, I just did it on the three and kept it. Terry, what about uh, you? Uh, yeah, just two for me. Um, that, uh, the, the young right forward, Camacho, he's, um, he, he came with flair uh, already there. So he just looked like a perfect, you know, Everyone knows what I'm like with uh, wide forwards and having flair on them. So, uh, yeah, it just made sense to put potential on him. And he went up straight away in shooting this week. So he's now 90-35. And I added, uh, uh, do you remember, the? I think he played for Liverpool, didn't he? Thiago Lori, I think. I'm pretty yeah. sure he played for Liverpool. He's a 10-speed centre-back. Um, and I chucked potential on him because, you know, I, I just I thought he looked looked pretty decent what, at the time. That's the bit I I did mess up on. I didn't check that. It's actually six. So that I'm I'm weighing up whether I just chuck a an upgrade on that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Um, but I mean, just just for if anything, I've got a really good pacey backup in the future. It just looked like there wasn't a great deal there for me to to. So I wanted to chuck on because I, I really wanted to work on uh, training players first and seeing how they get on before I sort of mess that, around with potential. That that was going to be my point, but I, just before I talk about that, Aaron, have you um, put pot on anyone? Uh, I haven't yet. Um, I, I I always like to 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 see how how the players perform and how the players react to in individual training first. Mm. Really, just or, or or maybe just. Wait a few, wait a few weeks just to see sort of what quality you can bring in through scouts, etc. I suppose with with all the availability through scouting, you, 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 I don't want to sort of waste all my points too early, really, or, or put potential on players that may already sort of have what what you'd call inner potential, I guess. Um, so, so I'm just trying to weigh all that up first, really. So uh, I wanted to touch base on that, and um, and I think that's where I I really did fuck up. So. Although I've got four players, all their untrainables, brilliant, um, and I've put the pot on the right plate, the right places, I should have saved my points. And I should have waited till I trained them. And I should have waited until I saw the scouts and et cetera, et cetera, which is what I usually do. But I just saw all of these guys and I, I sort of had a, I don't know, brain fart. But on, but on, but on the flip side, you've, you've, got, you, you've got in five weeks' time, you've got, You've got scope to 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 get a big player or trade with the big clubs, really. Yeah. Whereas whereas some of us who wait and put potential on later down the line maybe don't have that availability. So 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 it's not always a, a bad thing. Yeah, and sometimes it works out. I mean, I've I've always done that in the past. I've usually found like three or four players and right. Yeah, that's it. I'm doing it straight away. It was only this this turn is probably well, this game and this first turn was the first time I thought of actually I'll have a look. I mean, 
now I've, uh, you know, luckily enough, I've got a 16 year old left forward in my youth team who's 87, 34 rated now uh, from training this week. Um, so that's, you know, good, good potential for the future. But um, yeah, looks good. In terms, of, in terms of sort of pop players and things like that, just wanted to touch base on um, a massive conversation that's happening at the moment is is karma players and the creation of karma players. So at 650, you can get a standard karma player and at 1,000, you can get a gold karma player. What are your thoughts in regards to the creation of players, um, the naming of players? How many do you think you should be able to create um, full stop across the board? Um, and do you feel that it has the right effect in, in, in terms of, of fantasy football? Um, I, I've always been a big fan of it. You've earned them points. Um, you've earned the right to, to add what you want. Uh, it was the names I've always had a problem with. I like the idea because, okay, I think, yeah, if you play the game hard enough and you do everything right and you don't break any rules, you know, it's, uh, it's like a cherry on a good behavior, you know? Um, but the names, the names have always upset me, like renaming them old players really spoiled a game. I think when the Fakama first come out for me, like it just got ridiculous, you know, because they were naming them players that were still playing also. So it was like two of them. Uh, um, the names is the bit that bothers me. Um, yeah, I was going to ask you, you, is it more like the current players or or is it also no, I like just, say, I think, someone recreated Zidane? So. Yeah, it's that. I just, yeah, I, I, yeah, I don't like that. I hate it. Yeah. I don't see the point of Agreed. it. I think it's a bit silly. Makes it look a bit silly because once we're all in a few seasons, all these karma players that are going to be top of the charts with all the ARs and stuff um, mm -hmm. are all going to be like a Legends game. And there are Legends yeah. games that he does. I just, that bit really annoys me with it and I wish it would stop. Um, but having the players, I don't have a problem with. I mean, yeah, I don't have a problem with that. But the names really bugs me. It really bugs me. Yeah, I'm I'm totally with Dad's there. I I really like uh, Karma in some respects of like I created uh, my boys just for I thought it'd be funny just to have them in the youth team and build them up. The the one thing I didn't like was obviously like Dad said the names were some of the names were daft like you know playing a Legends game and having like two or three Zidanes or uh, or something like that. But I did quite like um, being able to sort of create yeah your your kids and your mates and stuff like that. Um, only thing I would say is I'm not a big fan of them being ridiculously good. I think nines across the boards on our trainables okay as long as they're not going up like every single week because then it just kills off. Um, you know, I mean, I don't want one of my karma players being better than Messi, say, in like two seasons. It's a bit silly. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Well, what's your point, Aaron? Because. Obviously, we're no, I, I suppose it's a addition to what we've. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose I, I'd probably agree to to a certain extent. Really, I suppose. I suppose I, I like the idea, or, or if, if if it's not already been introduced in terms of tiered, camera type players. So, so maybe for six hundred points, you get sort of a lower tier standard, and then and then a, a bronze, silver, gold type standard. So maybe you 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 camera players who are. Sort of nines or tens untrainable are, are priced accordingly, um, so they're not sort of, so there's not a, a sort of influx of of those types of players on the market. But but I do agree also with the the names need to be considered really. So there's not sort of two or three Zidane's or 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 Donald Trump 
right forward <laughs> or, or you know that sort of thing I, I don't mind that so much uh, I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think I don't think Donald Trump would be a right <laughs> I said, no, I, no. Uh, ble- bleach SA yeah, yeah. <laughs> bleach SA <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Well, do, do you know what that is that is really really good bronze silver gold system in terms of yeah. that's a really and, good idea yeah and having it tiered so to have inner potential you need to have maybe they go under the gold players but the silver and bronze ones, they might have decent untrainables. However, they won't have in a potential or something like that. And you increase the price of maybe the gold player to 1,200 um, to make it more of an incentive to go for because you know they're going to have it. Yeah, I mean, it's good. That's a good idea. It's a good idea. Yeah, yeah I know I've heard it men- mentioned, really. I mean, it depends, really, because I suppose you've got to really make it different between each tier to, to ensure that there's no, you know, so you don't want someone to choose the bronze option and feel they got a better option than someone who picked the gold. There needs to be something tan- tangible to, so people can, can tell the difference between what, what they're getting. But but it's it's an interesting point. It's not necessarily my idea, but I'm sure I've heard it in, in the past and it so, might, might work. So mm-hmm. for me, that to, to save on that, so a bronze player, let's say I created a playmaker, right? Um, for me, they they could have nines in in vision and judgment, but then their speed could be six, yeah. and that'll be a bronze player. Do you see what I mean? So yeah. yes, they're going to be decent in that playmaker, but not all of their untrainables, I and mean, even maybe their aggression could be a six as well. Because... But then, does that mean that no one's going to take a bronze player? They're just going to keep saving until they can get the gold. Who's going but, to redeem for that? If you know that one of the untrainables is going to be down, but then. But... Okay, if but you have like a... increase if you increase that gold prospect of how much you actually spend on it, because for me, karma is it has come into the game, and it's it's just another way to obviously get people to use the forums, get people to like, and it's a really good idea in, in terms of what you're trying to do. Now, some of the stuff that's on there, like long longevity, um, stopping someone from retiring, and things like that, can really really help you long term, and if you spend. 350 there 250 there you don't have the karma at the end of the season to go and buy a gold player because you're spending it on all of these little things does that make sense yeah 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 so, i don't know it's it's difficult it's difficult to try and get that balance and i think that's what ben's fight is every day um yeah is trying to please the majority and not being able to please everyone if that makes Absolutely. Yeah, I think he's I done agree. pretty well on the most of it. I mean, like, yeah, you look at the, I mean, the Karma players were, it was reasonably well received, I, I would say. I mean, obviously, some people have their reservations on how quickly they're rising and sort of overtaking established players. And I agree with that. Um, and obviously, like the names, I again agree with completely. I think it's a bit daft. That's why I sort of went for my kids, because I just thought, it, if anything, it would make me want to play the game longer, because like, yeah, seeing your your boys in the youth team, you want to watch them rise and sort of break in, um, which would be not, fun. But yeah, uh, I I, re- I really like the injury side of it um, because it reminds me of FIFA, uh, not FIFA, like Football Manager. Do you know when you get like it will say like you get an injured player and it say one week uh, it take like two week, two weeks to recover with a physio or one week with um, specialist. Yeah, exactly. I like that. I like that. It's quite good. It's very good. Uh, and, and good again, call by Ben. Again, that is points that you're going to spend on that to get them back to your team as quickly as possible yeah, yeah. Um, and you're not going to have the points to buy a gold player so now you could be jeopardizing your entire season to save and save and save 
let's let's even up it to 1,500 to get that goal player that's going to have inner potential and jeopardize you having two or three injuries or um, someone that's 33 and you know he's going to go down and you couldn't put longevity on him to, to save his stats from going down. So the, the balance can be there if the pricing is right and that tier system, it, I think, could really, really work. Um, yeah, definitely. Just, just to brush on that, in terms of training and um, training your players and, and the, the actual 25 hours that, that are available to you on your MDS, what are your, what are your plans in terms of making the best that you can do uh, to train your team and, and, and uh, get, get prizes? I've always done the same on my team training the way I spread the hours out. I've always done the same with the 25 hours and I have no plans to change it, to be fair. Um, I keep an eye on the individual bits, but I, um, I've i got the same sort of allocation to the majority of where my team are. You know, like I do like a rough estimate of each stat and then allocate accordingly the same way until that changes. And yeah, I allocate the same number spread across all of them and then just do it by if they're weak headers across the board i'll put the max on heading and then work backwards but yeah i've always i've always done it that way um so so what yeah. you're saying maybe you put 10 on heading and then two, two i two, don't two, think two, i've two. ever gone higher than five because i spread it across every single one so i'll make sure everything's being trained in the week um so yeah i will i will just go backwards um accordingly okay yeah, I always spread it out across all of them quite evenly, like twos, twos to fives. Uh, but depending on where my team stats are, that's how I've always done it. So, so, so you don't look at the formation you play or the tactics that you play uh, in terms of the training. So, like for, for example, um, I don't want to take away um, Aaron and Terry changing their training answers now after this. But um, <laughs> let's say you play keep possession. Keep possession is for me. Uh, passing and vision um so would you not put your no. path um... no i'll do it on the team stats so if i go down from defender straight through to striker and all of them are quite low heading or it's the lowest one i'll focus on heading that because i use training not as part of my tactical plan as part of improve my team plan okay okay what about yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I suppose in terms of in terms of, I, I I would agree to a certain extent, really, in terms of not spreading out the 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 hours across the board. Really, I I I think there's certain short term impacts that do affect your upcoming game uh, above and beyond the uh, study opposition hours. Um, and I think and I think it's I suppose it's it's worth considering. I I always go sort of higher on passing and a few others because I think they have. They're passing, I think, in the positional value more than some of the other ones. So I go for that just because just I think I'll get more increases in PV that, that way. So I might go to sort of four or five, but no more than five, no less than two really across the board. Yeah, mine depends uh, purely on, on what I'm, I'm doing at that time. Um, I've gone silly before where uh, I think uh, 108, I was uh, one game away from going unbeaten and winning the title. Oh, I already won the title, but going unbeaten. So I chucked all 25 on the league game um, <laughs> just 
I was just so paranoid about losing that one. But um, normally, do you want to mention who did beat you in that unbeaten season? Just say cough, cough, Daryl. Sorry, I was talking in the league, mate. Talking (laughs) (laughs) scumbag. (laughs) Yeah, um, yeah. uh, Was sorry. Yeah. Uh, So normally, yeah, I I do a couple of hours, uh, probably two on like uh, league and cup games, unless it's again, if it's important, then. Uh, say like where I've got standard Liege in the second leg, I really need to win that. I'm away, so I might be tempted to put a few more hours on that. But on the whole, I tend to focus mostly on what, like you guys say, that if I'm training PV, you know, who, uh, what, what my training is, you know, what training is most common. Like this week, I had two or three hours training on shooting, so I put a bit more on on that. Yeah, so so that's that's a big thing for me. So this week, obviously, I've got four pot players. Um, one's in the reserves um, on purpose so I can train him so I'll be training all of them on on certain areas and those areas is what I will focus my training on because if I put more hours in the training and I'm um, training them individually there's more chance of them going up that's the way that I've always looked at it now my league and cup opposition I'm very different to what a lot of other managers do they spend two or three hours on it I, I spend five that's my my the way that I've always done it. So if I've got a league game, I'll do five hours. If I don't have a cup game, I'll go on zero and I'll use those five points elsewhere. Otherwise, I'm doing five and five on both. Because for me, I I feel that study opponent um, really actually helps. And obviously, I I try and scout um, the opposition as well, um, which which again helps helps you decide on, you you can see their tactics. But... um, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'll do it differently to other people. Yeah, sounds think, like we all do it all differently, different to ways. be fair. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we've all got different ways. I think I think in terms of study opposition hours, I think there's a certain number. Uh, of course, only Ben will probably know that number where it probably becomes irrelevant how many more hours you put on because I suppose I reckon there's a maximum, and whether that's two or three or five or ten, who knows really. So there's obviously an op- optimal num- number of hours that, that we should put on and it's... It's good that we all have a different view. I can tell you this, 25 worked. Yeah, fair enough, yeah. I'm I'm sure it did. But um, to to touch base on that, what I've actually found out is that all of our numbers um, of the eights, nines, fives, whatever they are in the stats, um, are actually point numbers. And if they've got potential, then it goes up maybe by two points. So instead of it being 5.1 and goes up to 5.2, it'll go up to 5.3 and it'll jump up considerably or even maybe three mm-hmm. points depending um so that's one thing i did find out and um, I'm, I'm sure ben can confirm that if anyone did ask the question but um that's basically how the training works yeah i think that's quite okay. interesting i suppose because because it's 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 it, it adds another element to it like you, you want you want a lot of your players to be sort of 9.4s rather than 8.6s to to make sure you've You've you're more like likely to to get to to ten in, in a particular stat. So I suppose that is part of the game to try and gauge how close your players are to being on the next threshold, really. And and uh, and, and I suppose when when a when a position or a stat's gone from like eight to nine, you then know that 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 is a low nine. So perhaps you might want to move them on because they've just increased and there's probably a long way to go to the next threshold. So there's certain things yeah, you can I, think about. I, and that's another thing. So if someone was to get injured and they're on a low threshold of nine, that's why their stats might drop. 
Now, if they're yeah. at a high threshold of nine, like they're nine point nine, then they might yeah. not try. Now, the other thing that I, I, I do actually need to ask Ben the question, but is if someone is a ten and you train them, is that increasing them ten point one, ten point two to get a ten star when they get to instead of it going to eleven, they become ten? Mm, that's interesting. Interesting, absolutely. That is interesting. I've never thought about it like that. So yeah, although you've got a ten, it doesn't mean that they're actually a ten because. If that makes sense, yeah, it makes yeah. sense in my head. But yeah, you know what I mean. So, um, yeah, it's 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 an interesting fact. It's it's a question that I might actually ask him after this podcast. Now we've actually spoken about it. <laughs> yeah, um, no, I, I've never thought about that. But yeah, so so just sort to continue on players and karma players, and obviously scouting in in terms of what we're doing there. Um, how do you guys feel about sharing scouts? Who's going for Someone's got to do it. <laughs> Someone's got to start. <laughs> Go on. Then. I'll, I'll say I'm not a fan on hard format games. I think that's yeah. I think it goes against the sort of ethics of a hard format game. It's supposed to be difficult, and we should be you know all working our nuts off to to get what we've got. And I, I, and I feel it's a bit unfair. On uh, you know there could be some small clubs here who are really trying hard. You know, scouting rare, rare, you know, sides and finding an odd gem, and then they could, you know, some other side who can't buy players, um, say, scout someone and gives that to someone else to buy, and they win. Um, yeah, I, I just find that a bit unfair. I think leave that for easy format games. I think you know, with being a hard format game, this is supposed to be like the elite managers, the experienced managers, and I think you know we should be doing it by ourselves. I don't think we need other people bailing us out and so, helping so, us. So, so to touch base on that, right, you scout, uh, let's just say, you scout Birmingham, I scout Birmingham. Yeah. Um, that's fine because obviously we both scouted them and it's fair. Now, if you yeah. only scout them and you give me a player, how can Ben monitor in terms of the amount of people that do that and ensure that they don't get signed because they didn't actually scout that team? Yeah, I mean, unless he's got a system in place where it could potentially, uh, you know, identify if you've bought a player from a team you've actually scouted, I, I suppose. Uh, Daryl, just just keep touching yeah. base there. Um, the problem is, is how do you monitor it? Um, I'm not a fan of it. I'm not a fan of it. But people have made really good friends over the years. And you see your mate in trouble and they help him out. I just, it's always going to be an argument because I don't see how you ever stop it. No one's ever going to stop it. I don't think. And it's that's going to be the issue for me is that do you then just accept it? That it's going to happen. You know, as I say, people have made really good mates and I'm sure we've all been at times when we've heard our mate going, oh my God, I try to find a sweeper and you're sitting there right next to one. It goes through everyone's head. The problem, I'm not a fan. I don't think it should be done. But um, I don't mind showing a mate, look what I found, you know, because I know most of the people that I show it to are going to be, ah, oh, well done and not bid or anything, you know. Um, but I just don't see how you ever stop it or you ever stop the argument. Like, okay, you put yeah. something strict out, people still do it. I, I just, I feel like that's going to be a never-ending argument to have. It's just a moral um, thing, isn't it? Yeah. It's it's people's morals, and you know there are people that play this game that 
that really want to win like constantly yeah. like beyond anything i've ever known i mean i've never had masses of success yeah i've been in so many games i've played it for the banter and i played it for the laugh and you know um i've never really stressed too much but i do appreciate that people pay seven eight hundred nine hundred pound um it just yeah it's a moral thing that i don't think you're ever going to be able to get on the top of i mean i'm not a fan i don't think i'd do it myself but i also understand if you've spent a lot of money on it you're going to want to win you know no, so no, I, 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 I get I it I, I appreciate that and i i fully understand where you're coming from people do spend a lot of money and they they want to be in the game for five six seven seasons they want to mm. see that that the, the game last However, there's the, the one thing, this is the one thing that annoys me, all right, is the big clubs, they will scout teams, and now they will scout the obvious teams where um, some of the other people might have scouted as well. And they'll be like, here's this player's ID, here's the player's price. If you sign him, I'll give you X player. Yeah. I don't agree with that. No. Yeah, same. Yeah, yeah. And that's why I almost think... Sometimes this becomes a a tale of two games as games go on because you're going to have the elite that have done all that bit very, very quickly and they've all looked after each other and then you've got everyone else that's played it on the moral way. Um, and I always feel like games end up like that. Two very different, two very different games end up running. Um, but there, again, there isn't much that can be done about it. You know, how is he ever going to stop that? You know? Uh, other than maybe seeing a trend of people's transfers which is a lot of work with the amount of games and people and emails and you know that he's going to have to do it's it's difficult for for him to uh to monitor i'm sure he has some things in place that he can spot but i don't know it's um it's not ideal um but as you say it's people's desire to win isn't it like how do you how do you control that i'd, I'd, I'd imagine he, i'd imagine there's possible not not knowing obviously the ins and outs of, of his system and his engine, but I imagine there's ways of him building a script or some sort of automation that that would only allow for um, bids on teams that you've scouted either this week or prior weeks. But but I suppose the issue with that is if it's not sophisticated enough or, or ac- accurate or tested, etc. We it, all those changes are w- welcome. We don't want them to create any errors or. Or that sort of thing, really. So, so yeah, it's a tough one, really, isn't it? And I think this debate will go on and on until it's policed. I think. I I, I think there there has to be right because you can do so much stuff with with computers now. There has to be some sort of JavaScript where Absolutely. as soon as as soon as you scout a team, right, um, your name gets added. So like, let's just say all of the team's names are are the titles. They're all across. Like, if you just put them on the Excel spreadsheet, all of the teams, all at the top. And then every time someone scouts that team, they get added to that list in two, three, mm-hmm. four, five, six spaces, right? And if they want to sign a player, they have to be on that list. And that yeah. is the only way that you can police it without having to do any legwork because it automatically generates a, that team's name into that pile to allow them to to buy the players with those IDs. Yeah. It should be easy enough. I'm, I'm surprised it's not being Im- implemented already. If it, it would just seem easy on the face of it. There must then, be something more to it. But then with that end of season bids, that would interfere with, wouldn't it? Because ones, if say I'm playing Anderlecht this week and I know they're unmanaged come the end of the season, but I remember the guy's code from the beginning of the season, never scouted him. It's just because I played him. Wouldn't be able switch to then bid off. for that player, switch, would you? See? Switch off. Switch off on turn 26. 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I mean, it's an idea. But mm. I have it as an on and off switch. Turn 26, it switches off by whoever you want. Turn, turn 27 slash turn 1, switches it back on. You have to have scouted that team uh, in order to buy anyone from there. But I think I think it's easy enough, perhaps, in, in terms of it, it could be switched on for sort of unmanaged teams or scouted teams. And then for the turn 26, it, it, because the turn 26 is not your scouted teams, it's your yeah. managed teams that are unmanaged, if that makes sense. So you yeah. could sort of split the two, couldn't you? Yeah. I still wouldn't be a fan of that it. either. Yeah, I wouldn't be a fan of that either, though. I think, again, EOS, you know, you should only be bidding for players, you know, managed or unmanaged sides in, in the manageable leagues. I think you should only be bidding for them if you've actually scouted them. I mean, that's how it would work in real life, isn't it? I mean, you, you, know, you send your scouts to clubs. You don't then go, and go well, actually, I've got, gone and bought someone from a completely different scout, a different club. You know, um, yeah, I think it's just an ethical and moral sort of question, really. And I think it's just, you know, it, it sort of begs the question then, are you, you know, really an elite manager in a, in a half-format game? I'm not that, you know, I'm not saying, I, I would call, class myself as maybe an experienced manager, definitely not elite. But, um, you know, I, I still wouldn't do that. Uh, I think leave that for easy-format games. You know, that should be where everyone's testing grounds, you know. Hmm. Yeah. So just just to obviously continue on to that scouting subject and everything else, uh, <laughs> the biggest debate that everyone's having this turn is max values. And, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually was that, I actually was that muted no idea. The WhatsApp group. <laughs> I actually muted it because it was. I'm just gonna say it, and I don't mind if people hate me. It was utter ridiculous, childish nonsense that was coming out of there about it. Like, okay, if some figure it out. Well done. Pat on the back. Be quiet. Like I don't I don't care. Like I've quite enjoyed over the years trying to figure it out and multiply all the stats by the overall and deduct this because of his age and blah 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 blah. Um it's the biggest load of nonsense I've ever had. Okay, if you worked it out, great. Shut your mouth. Um, get on with it. Um and I still think he's put things in place that there's a million here or there. I just I it's it's the most annoying conversation ever like we know who can do it we know who's figured it out we know the whizzes that know how to get it done um me and me and matt managed to do it at final like we, we actually come up and the reason we did so well is we completely ransacked qpr like every single player that we wanted we got and we turned that team around in one turn um because we we tried to work it out ourselves part of the fun is trying to work it out the debate that it's caused just ridiculous for me like ridiculous for me it was a bit of fun to try and work it out with matt back in the final game um and then yeah. to get it like pretty close it was like a hundreds we were in hundreds so close and we felt really good have i managed to ever do it since hell no and i was using the same system so you know i don't know yeah, yeah for I, me i haven't madness i think i think in terms of in terms of how it went i i, I probably I, i'm more of a num numbers man so this sort of thing really sort of I enjoy this side of the game, really. So I know back in the day it was always based on sort of age, OA, and PV, and I, and I thought it was funny how sort of Mark Roan was castrated for for having a brain and applying mathematics in a game of in a game of numbers, really, which was funny. Um, yeah. But I suppose in terms of in terms of more recently, I think there's sort of additional variables around sort of position, the player plays, special abilities, and a, and a ra random variable, really, which I think is 
sort of uh, I, I see it as like it's a number between sort of 0.98 for example and 1.02 that gets multiplied at the end and then that kicks it out into a random range really and uh, and I think I think that's the way I see it but um but it, but again it's it's hard to get sort of to an ac- accurate position to to bid exact max value because of that random element so it's always going to be a bit of a a get guessing game right at the end I'm not going to lie um, I'm, I've got an actual degree in maths, but when you went that 0.9 to 1 point, you lost me completely. <laughs> okay. Have you, have you, have you, okay, yeah, fair enough. No, because I, yeah. Guess whose DMs are getting hit up at the end of this podcast, eh? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it, yeah. So Aaron, how do you wear this stuff? To be honest, a lot, a lot of it really is, there's, it's really a, a lot of effort really to, sort of established max values for certain ranges in, in, in not not just this game and sort of prior games really and then trying to establish what the max value would be in a, in this case. But you can't really always compare a like for like player who's got different positions, different specialities, and I'm sure there's other variables in there really. So it's it's always hard really and, and you might have the same stat players with different values, max values. So it's so it is it, it, there is a random element. Isn't it fun trying to work it out? I find it weird though, to, to be honest, because like when Mark Rowan used to get Kane for it, and I read it a few times, I thought, okay, but he's worked it out, fair play. Yeah. And then it was like a game, game or two later, I sort of noticed that this is like 1 1 110, say, game. I think I had Nice in 1 110. And I was like looking through um, sheets, and it was just like, well, providing they didn't have SAs and stuff like that, but um, like the same age, same. Um, PV and OA were exactly the same prices every time, and I'm like, well, I'm sorry, I don't have a maths degree, but this isn't rocket science, you know. <laughs> and I, for about three, three or four games in a row, I was just, you know, first four or five turns, I picked up whoever I wanted, pretty well within reason, yeah. Unless you got that pot luck draw where you both hit the same max value, um, I was, I was clean, cleaning up on a lot of players, and I had people sort of saying, oh, how'd you know? And I messed around. I was like, oh yeah, I've worked it out, and people got to tell me how to do it. I was like, nah, you're right. But it wasn't. It was just, <laughs> you know, it was just very simple. I, I sort of just noticed the pattern, you know, being a typical pattern-seeking bloody primate that I am. But um, since I, I think it's been days. great since, yeah, since he's added the variable, I think it's really good. It makes it much more fun. I don't believe anyone who says they've got it bang on. I think there's very smart guys out there who can get damn, damn close, really close. Yeah. But um, I, I, I wouldn't. I think yeah, he's he's added that variable. I've never seen anyone sort of personally message me saying, "Look, I got it bang on to the pound." Um, and I, I, I wouldn't care either if they did. I mean, to me, it's just a bit of fun. I play UE just for you know the bit of banter, and I'm yeah, you know, football maniac. You know, absolutely addicted to the game. So um, yeah, I, 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 I don't buy into it. But yeah, so for, for me, for me personally, I think I think the max values are ba- based again, yes, age, uh, PV, and OA. Um, but the big, big decider, which is a variable on its own, is the SAs. Now, yeah. if you can work out, um, for example, uh, team, which is the new SA, is twelve million, which is what I think it is. Um, if you can work out all of them, then you could get very, very close by just sort of working it all out in terms of that. But that that's my personal opinion in regards to that. And I don't know how, obviously, the people that are not on the podcast look at it. But there are some, like like we were saying, some really, really clever people, uh, real mathematicians that uh, d- 
dude would rather work that out than actually play and, and manage the, the game. Yeah, I'd agree. I think I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a num- numbers man over a f- football man, funny enough. And and uh, although I do like f- football, I, I much prefer the num- numbers side. But uh, but then but then that that's why the game's great because it caters for for both types of player really. Both and that's why I've never got it? like when I mean Mark Rome was sort of semi-attacked for it. Like why not if that's the way he wants to play and he's taken the time because that isn't going to be a five-minute job. Like he would have no. worked. He would have spent hours trying to figure out how to get to max value. Why not? Why not let him get the just results at the end for putting the effort in? You know, we Absolutely could all do that. Good. If we all put the effort in, I'm sure we could all slowly figure it out over time. Do you know what I mean? You'd eventually uh, stumble on it. And if he's put the effort in and got it, let him crack. And the on. funny thing, and the funny thing is, lads, I don't know what, you know what your opinion is on this, but isn't it more moral for someone uh, and ethical that someone's actually put the time and effort in done the bloody job themselves, like scouting, like working out maxes, mm-hmm. like all that sort of stuff, you know, and dealing properly. Then, say, someone else who is swapping scouts, who's, mm-hmm. yeah, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, he, you know, Mark and uh, the other sort of really smart guys in the game who have worked out or got damn close, they're doing it the right way. And I've got no problem with that. If I get beat this week on all of my bids by someone who's just done a better job, then fair play to them. Good on them. Yeah. Exactly. I've never had a problem. Like I lost. Uh, Mark Rome was doing a no transfer save with Kilmarnock, and he beat me to the league on the last game of the season. And while it hurt, I have no problem losing to someone that puts the effort in, like he had done, to try and play the game a different way. You know, exactly. I don't mind losing yep. to someone that has clearly put effort in and worked trialists and done all that bit. And that's how he beat me. He only signed trialists, like people that were involved in the club. And I had no problem finishing second that year. Um, because he'd bust his ass for it, you know, and I, I've got no problem with that. I mean, I'm a bit like Terry. I like a bit of banter. I like a bit of fun. I like to sign random players. Like, there's so many on this scout list that I'm trying so hard not to bid because I know what I'm like. Like, Daryl, <laughs> you don't need them. You're signing because you know his name. I don't. I don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, Charlton have not been updated. I actually emailed complaining. Like, Charlton, Joe Piggott is still at Charlton. I have no idea. Like, <laughs> he hasn't been in Charlton in 15 years, so... You know, I was a bit disappointed. I'm hunting Lyle Taylor, so if anyone knows where he is, tell me. Um, but no, I, 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 I think the, 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 the stuff it creates, like the anger and upsetting people, I, I don't see the point. If someone's taking the time to sit there and work out the numbers, fair play. Yeah, definitely agree. I agree. I agree. I think that was summed up very, very nicely. Um, so we've come to the part of the show which um aaron has regretted since um, <laughs> oh sorry sorry guys i'm losing connection sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, is, that, is that me done for the evening no, <laughs> um so just gonna hand over to terry who um has got a couple of questions for you I'm yeah sure we're doing know, but... doing a little quiz aren't we we're doing a little quiz and you know you get a prize it's it's a uh... It's a, a five-pound top-up voucher of your choice, with either <laughs> with either orange or one-to-one. So you know, <laughs> good, good stuff, isn't it? <laughs> is that is that uh, yeah, the first yeah. question? <laughs> <laughs> okay, are you ready? I'm first ready. Question, true or false? True or false question? Okay. Yeah. Having excelled at Saint Augustus Private School for arts and dossing about. Our very own Faddy had a cameo on Downton Abbey as Lord Farquhar. False. <laughs> no, it's actually true. That's why he's the host. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> he's the host of the most, yeah. 
<laughs> I thought this was meant to be against the average. Poor Fanny just got called out hard. Then, oh, didn't I, I like that one. That, that, that's a really good start. Yeah. Here we go. He's easy to win. Yeah, here you go. Question two. Name the greatest and most satisfying break in sporting history. Is it Ronnie O'Sullivan's 147 in 5 minutes 20? Steve Davis's first televised 147 in 1982? Or Brian McLaren, and Dennis Irwin's tackle on Steve Bust? Ooh, I would I would say uh, I would say Ronnie O'Sullivan, but I also like the the, the one the Peter Eb- Eb- Ebden where he where he took sort of seven minutes over three shots. <laughs> Sorry, that was a little harsh. <laughs> uh, it did make me chuckle when I wrote that though. Uh, question three: True or false? Gary Glitter once sponsored a child in Africa but demanded the money back when he didn't run the London Marathon. True or false? Wow. <laughs> false. Ah, it is false, yeah. It was the Boston Marathon. <laughs> oh, fuck you know. oh, um, I knew it was one of them. There you go. It was a good run, lads. <laughs> it was good. <laughs> oh, come on. That's fairly tame for me. Come on. Come on. <laughs> True or false? Tottenham motto, or Tottenham's motto of "Ardair est facere" is Latin for "shit club, no history." Ah, <laughs> uh, absolutely true. It is true. Well, yes, wow. thank you. Spoken <laughs> like Spot true on. Arsenal fans, yeah. right there. Jeez. We uh, learned something new. Yeah, see, you're learning Latin here. It's it's not only fun; it's educational. Arsenal Latin. Wow. <laughs> Question five: If one man is holding two balls in his hands. And another man is holding one ball and is in his hands. How long does he get for indecent exposure? <laughs> couple, of, couple of months, maybe. A couple of months. Oh, <laughs> close. It's six months to two years. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's the bonus round then, right? Actor, mar- martial arts star, and, and pointless whisperer in, mo- movie, in movies, Steven Seagal once found and reared a seagull. What did he name it? Oh, um, oh, I'm gonna have to pass on that one. I, I have no idea. Can I Steve, ask it? I'm gonna go Steven. No, it was Dave. Close though. Close. Alan. 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 Yeah, oh, I should come for Alan. Yeah, that'd be much better. Yeah, oh, that'd been brilliant. <laughs> See, fairly, 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 fairly. You know nice. what? You know what? That was apart from apart from the glory little one. That was pretty tame, mate. I, I, yeah, I, I thought it was pretty good. I wanted, I like, I like wordplay these days. I'm not, not so much on the. Uh, I on like, the brutality I like the fact more. though that you know, he still there was still some old Terry in, in that glitter comment because not only was the joke, it was the answer as well. Just like, come on, that was classic Terry. We love it. That's the Terry. No, yeah, re- really well done. <laughs> yeah, I like the Dave Bust one. I don't know why that. <laughs> that still that tackle. I still, I think it's Schmeichel's reaction. Yeah. <laughs> That still, I haunt. That haunts me a bit. Where he just launched. He just ran off the pitch. <laughs> then he threw up over the side. <laughs> I don't know what, what someone said to me. So they were talking about snooker, and they said uh, they were talking. Sort of, it's like the greatest break of all time. And I thought, nah, Dave Burst. <laughs> I don't know why it was just. Uh, I've just got a terrible. I've, honestly, I've got the worst sense of humor in the world. I, I find stuff like that just like something pops into my head, and I end up giggling like a little twat for like two hours. I tell you what. Speaking <laughs> Always, of broken legs. So Dion Dublin turned down Chelsea to go to Man United right back in the day and my nan very adamant uh, uh, adamant chelsea fan very very colorful um 
said, I hope he breaks his leg now for going to Man United. Opening game against Norwich, what's the man do? Breaks his leg, he's out for the whole season. Yeah. 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 We we always trusted my nan after that. Wherever she said, yeah, okay, that's fine. Just don't get on the Yeah, yeah, no, it's no worries. And lottery numbers, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, so um, I think it's been a really good podcast, boys. Uh, thank you very much for today. Um, and we shall be back again next Saturday. A big thank you to Aaron for joining us. Yeah, cheers, mate. Yeah, yeah thanks, bit, thanks, bit, thanks bit, for your time. Pleasure. No, no, thanks, thanks. And I hope it all goes well going forward. Cheers, appreciate it. So um, that's it from myself, uh, Terry and Daryl and our special guest today, Aaron, the Genoa manager of 121. And we are signing out and we will see you again this time next week. Peace out. (laughs) 